I do not believe that any of us would exchange places with any other people or any other generation. The energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And the glow from that fire can truly light the world. I just want to do God's will. And he's allowed me to go up to the mountain. And I've looked over. And I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you. But I want you to know tonight that we as a people will get to the promised land. This is our time to put our people back to work and open doors of opportunity for our kids, to restore prosperity and promote the cause of peace, to reclaim the American dream and reaffirm that fundamental truth that out of many we are one, that while we breathe we hope, and where we are met with cynicism and doubt and those who tell us that we can't, we will respond with that timeless creed that sums up the spirit of a people. Yes, we can. Hi, this is Henry Bogg with Missouri Matters Podcast. Today we're going to be talking to Dr. Sandy Stegel with the Clinton County R3 School District and talking about their four-day school week. Follow us on Facebook at Missouri Matters Podcast, Twitter at Missouri Matters Pod. Email us if you have something of interest that you'd like us to talk about at Missouri Matters Podcast at gmail.com. Rate and review us on Apple or wherever you get your pod product. Please enjoy this interview with Dr. Sandy Stegel from the Clinton County R3 School District. We are here with Dr. Stegel, uh, the superintendent of schools with the Clinton County R3 School District. Uh, today we're going to talk to her about things that uh, their, their transition to the four-day school week and other issues involving education. Uh, Dr. Stegel, if you would, tell us a little bit about yourself, your position, how long you've been in your position, and uh, in education overall. All righty. Um, great. I am, this, I'm in my second year as superintendent here at Clinton County R3. In my previous roles in education, I've served as director of secondary schools, principal and vice principal of a middle school, and then started off my career teaching business. So I'm um, a little bit of a different educator. I received my business management degree and then went back to school to get my alternative certification. And I am in my 16th year in education. That's a pretty story, uh, story career, actually. Uh, we're glad to have you. And uh, we, we asked you here today to talk a little bit about your decision to go to a four-day school week. Uh, we know that the pioneer of this process in the area yeah. is Lathrop. They went to four, day, four days years ago to save the district money when sp- fuel costs spiked. Mm-hmm. What, was, what was the motivation for your move as well or were there other considerations? Gotcha. Um, yes, we obviously Lathrop started cutting edge with uh, the four-day school week. And this school district, about two years after Lathrop went, had researched it. And the community was overwhelmingly not in favor of going to a four-day. So this year, when we have a quality of work committee meeting or 
committee and it's comprised of staff from our elementary, middle and high school. And we have conversations about, you know, how can we uh, retain staff and how can we recruit quality staff to our district and especially not lose them. Obviously, we're on the outskirts of Kansas City. What um, what can we do to entice graduates or candidates to come to our district? What value do we have and, and what can we get, do to get them here? And so my teachers were we're really the front runners and let, let's re-engage the four-day school week. Let's have some conversations, do some surveys and see if right, if now is a good time to do that. And so I applaud them for their efforts and um, we did just that. We, our why with it was, um, I would say primarily staff recruitment and retainment. We have about 23% turnover every year. We lose several teachers to Kansas City where they can make an extra eight to $10,000. And so trying to find an incentive, because obviously in a small rural district, I, I just can't compete with the Park Hill or North Kansas City or Liberty salary schedule. But what I can do is give them that fifth day to do planning or have off to go do spend with their family or, or do things um, that a typical five-day school week uh, teacher wouldn't have. Um, so staff turnover, the, we did some numbers on uh, new teacher training costs. I would say a lot of the staff that we hire are brand new teachers. And so there are requirements from the state of Missouri that um, they are required to spend X amount of days going to training. And they have a mentor teacher who also has to be out of the classroom. And so we looked at we looked at that, you know, these teachers are out of the classroom to get this training. Um, and then we train them up and then they go to, <laughs> they go to Kansas City. Um, and so how can we keep them here? And then we also looked at student attendance. And, and the reality of the situation is that we have to figure out a way to, to tap into the interests of every kid. And the reality is not every kid likes school. And so if, if we can narrow that down to four days, then maybe that kid can work on the fifth day. Or that kid can can you know do something else or be involved in a different way, and then focus on school four days. So that was that was really the why. Um, we had three community forums after I presented this to my board, and a lot of it came back to, well, the, what does the research say? The research says that it's not there's not a statistically significant education involved in a four-day or five-day. And my response to that is you're absolutely correct. There are schools knocking it out of the park who are four-day. There are schools knocking it out of the park on five-day. But on the flip side, we have schools going five days a week that are not knocking it out of the park. And we have schools going four days a week that aren't knocking out the park. And this, this concept of school and education was developed on a very industrial time, you know, and so it came up in our conversation. They're like, what is the research that I'm like, it's like, my response to that was there's no research that says eight to three Monday through Friday is the most optimal learning time for all kids. <laughs> and so we um, on this four day schedule are actually giving students increased instructional time. So I'll say that again. I, our students will go to school more hours next year on a four day than they, than they would this year on a five day. So they get more instructional hours, um, which I feel is, is what's best for kids. And so you're just taking hours and you're reshifting it over a four day versus a five day. So I think um, it's a cost saving. I think a secondary added benefit was it's a, a cost savings 
to our district from buses and food service and we contract a lot of those services and so i would rather reshift those dollars on our kids so we can do things for them throughout the school year you know doc i don't always let uh, my guests go that long but you had so no 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 that is that is absolutely perfect that that is the information that we're looking to gather with as as we go around and we talk to professional people and and determine what matters in Missouri. Mm-hmm. That's our objective, and uh, I really appreciate it. So we just just in summary, uh, some of the things that you looked at it was a uh, quality of 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 life essentially for your for your teaching staff. Absolutely. You're faced you're faced with a twenty three percent turnover rate of your staff, mm-hmm. uh, the overwhelming training costs that basically you're training up a teacher and they're leaving and going to the metro area districts uh, where the salary schedule is more robust uh, than necessarily yours. Mm-hmm. So that calls to mind uh, the school funding formula. We'll get to that in a minute. So let me ask you, how is this being received by the district patrons? Because I know that one of the resistance pieces can be, well, what am I going to do with my child for childcare on that fifth day yes. where I, when I would be at work? So mm-hmm. how are you guys addressing that need? Gotcha. Absolutely. One thing that we did is after I met with my board, actually, we, we surveyed the staff and uh, overwhelmingly they were in support of going to a four day. So my next step was I met with my board of education and then um, we hosted three community forums. And that was an opportunity for patrons to come in and ask questions and for me to number one, present information and facts about the four-day school week, and then for them to ask questions. From those community forums, over half who filled out the survey were in favor. So we had, you know, over half of those patrons were excited about the four-day. A lot of that comes down to they like to spend more time with their kids on a Monday, and they believed in the direction the district was going in and believed that we had the best interest at heart. I will tell you that we obviously with anything, any change, you're going to have some resistance. And I, I completely respect my patrons and their point of view. This is a, a not a traditional approach. And so if you're one that believes five days a week, you know, eight to three is, is what every kid should have, then, then I, I completely respect that opinion. And it's up to us as a district to show the, the, the benefits and the, the positive aspect of going to this. And so we did have um, a small pocket of resistance. My board voted 4-3 in favor of it. So I, I obviously had a split board of it, split board on the subject. But um, since then, we're all committed to, to moving forward and, and seeing this through. So what, as, as you rolled this out in the forums, what were the largest concerns of the families and what were the largest concerns of the staff making this transition next year? Absolutely. Different from what every other district who has went to Fort A told me, the biggest concern that other districts that we talked to said, childcare is going to be your number one issue. That really wasn't our number one issue. It was an issue brought up, but my patrons in their eyes, at the same time, we were looking at going from a seven period day to an eight period day. And so even though students were gaining an additional class, they were losing 13 hours of core instruction time over the course of the year. 
And so that was one thing that they did not, they did not want. And so after the good thing that came out of community forums and why I think it's good for people to have is that we then adjusted our recommendation to the board and next school year we are a providing childcare on Mondays as long as we have 10 students or more and b we are um, remaining on a seven period day so that that is something that came out of those community forums for that so childcare to be honest with you since we started offering that I've maybe heard two families that are interested in that and so a lot of districts that I've talked to who have went to a four-day say that ends up being the top reason, but then whenever it shakes out, nobody really needs childcare. <laughs> or they find they find grandparents or family members or somebody else, it doesn't end up being an issue for them. Okay, so does the four-way, four-way, four-day school week uh, mean less time in class for your students? That's always going to be a question. Yes. Um, no, it does not. I'll kind of give you a, a quick synopsis. Over the course, like if you have a seven period day, so seven classes, you actually um, get an extra 13.8 hours per course. So every course you get an extra 13 hours by being on a four day versus a five day. On an elementary schedule, we averaged out, you get an extra about a little over nine and a half hours of increased instruction per year. Wow. <laughs> okay. So, and you touched on this earlier with your, your budget considerations as far as salary schedule. So let me ask you, under the current school funding formula, how much of your district district's funding comes from the state? We hover around 33 to 35% state and about 3 to 6% federal from our budget. How have tax and budget cuts affected the long-range financial planning of the district? Because I do understand that uh, the, there's a fiduciary responsibility a superintendent has as a school district uh, in, in making decisions in, in how they affect the budget. Do you ever foresee the district returning to a five-day week? under your tenure or later on down the line? I mean, that's actually a two-part question that we've just got there. Well, I will say this. I think it's important that we continue to monitor how our district, as far as we have some monitoring things in place. So attendance is one thing we're going to monitor, and that's both staff and student attendance. We have academic achievement that we want to make sure we keep an eye on to make sure there's no negative effect to that. And then the big thing is we want to know and keep a data count on how how it has helped our retaining and recruiting. I will tell you, we've, we've already seen the efforts of moving to a four-day. The day after our board meeting, or since the day after our March 22nd board meeting, or 21st, we, had, we have seen an additional 45 applicants. 45. <laughs> wow. And so... That And as I, I told my community and, and my board and my administrative team as, as we work through this, it's the option, it's, it's going into a parent, I have a kid in each of the buildings, and it's saying, I can choose the best from one out of two or three, or I can choose the best out of 15, 20. And your odds of getting a high quality teacher increases drastically when you have more of a candidate pool. And so we are fortunate that, that we have already seen that. It's hard to say. Um, I would like to give this um, a good faith 
attempt um, at least three years to see if it works. Uh, I can tell you that there's only one school district in the state of Missouri that has reverted back to a five-day. Every other school district has stayed with it. Um, that one school district was Lexington, but everybody, every district that we talk to that goes to it says it's great. You know what I mean? We're, we don't ever want to return back to it. Okay. And you, you did mention attendance and I know, I know the attendance conundrum is, is one that hurts uh, urban and rural districts largely as, as part of the funding formula uh-huh. because uh, a lot of the same issues come up in both places, varying attendance for varying reasons, usually usually directly related to family things or, you know, cultural things that may be going on. So your anticipation is to see your attendance numbers go up, which will help your bottom line state state returns as far as you bring in for your Correct. assistance? Yes, yes. Okay. That is, that is the goal. So, um, you know, and it goes back to, I believe strongly that when you have a teacher who's committed and you have a high quality teacher, those kids want to come to school. Those kids don't want to miss that class. And so it all goes back to recruiting high quality teachers for our kids. So they are invested and they want to come to school and they want to be with that teacher and they want to learn from that teacher. Well, the other, the other, that other question about, uh, you know, do you, do you feel like tax cuts and budget cuts have affected the long range financial planning for your district? I would say yes. And the reason why is I feel like um, being a new superintendent, I am constantly learning the area of finances. I am very hesitant about what kind of the, the unknown of the budget from the state level. And so I am less likely to make decisions that are going to be a reoccurring cost in my budget because I don't know what that future looks like. And so I would say, yes, it does hurt some future planning and that we are, or I and my administrative team are trying to figure out how we can, you know, do a no, no tax increases and how can we you know, look at our budget and make sure we're maximizing everything that we possibly can. And just in case there is a rainy day and, and, and things um, don't come in like we, we expect them to. I can tell you the the challenges of uh, rural school districts are uh, many. Mm-hmm. Uh, and judging from the, because you, you're, you're juggling a per capita cost okay. when you start talking about raising taxes mm-hmm. uh, in your district. So, uh, some di- when some districts have an easy time when they have a large population, mm-hmm. their per capita cost is lower than, say, in a Clinton County, uh, because in Clinton County, you raise taxes that that cost is is spread out amongst all the all your patrons. Well, you don't have as many patrons, so they're shouldering more of the burden. Absolutely. And at uh, one third, of, only one third of your budget comes from the state. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you guys are shouldering one heck of a burden out there. But would you have anything else you'd want our, our listeners to know uh, before we move on? I just think too, as long as budget and rural schools, we just we're going to have to start thinking outside the box. And one example I will share with you is that I my school district is a size of six hundred and fifty students, and to like we'll just take our elective offerings. So you're. Um, our numbers drop, so we don't offer fax program anymore. And so we have business, ag, IT, Spanish, 
and some, we have a new innovation lab. And so we offer some of those courses, but I think what we're going to have to start looking at is how can we share resources with other school districts, you know, to make up one FTE. So I have enough for three classes. And if I can get another district to have three classes, then we can together can share our resources to, to provide um, the cost for that teacher. So our kids all have access to that and where your bigger districts can hire that, you know, but I, it's not financially or fiscally responsible for me to have a teacher who has two to three kids in each class. So I think our programs suffer because um, in these rural schools, because we do not have enough students to warrant that entire full-time teacher. I appreciate your time today, Doc. Uh, we've we've uh, covered a lot here. The uh, public education uh, needs to be fully funded uh, for us to, if we want to put our money where our mouths are. If we say education matters, it's, it's time to really uh, put up or shut up. And uh, sometimes... Uh, the state's going to have to pony up to help districts that are smaller make up for the gap that they that they incur because of a uh, lack of lack of patronage. Absolutely. Thanks again. I do appreciate it. All righty. Thank you. Have a good night. Thank you again for listening. This has been Henry Martin with Missouri Matters. Today we've talked to Dr. Sandy Stegall about the four-day school week, some of the concerns that a district may have about going to that four-day school week. The reasons they decided to go to the four-day school week were varied and and interesting, not quite exactly what you'd expect. It wasn't all about cost savings, but the savings that they have with the number of uh, FTEs they may need to employ. Uh, They're trying to attract more teachers. They they were suffering a 23% turnover rate suffering huge training costs for those first and second year teachers and only to lose those teachers to the larger school districts in the area. Being a rural school district, their budgets really do matter. They only receive about 33 to 35% of their funding from the state. And that funding has to go the distance for that district. Biggest fears that they thought they were going to have were uh, issues with the families rejecting the three the four day school week due to child care and whatnot, but they got quite an opposite effect. In the end, they're seeing they've seen an uptick in the number of teachers applying to their district because of the unique way they're trying to deliver K through twelve education. Now they've got teachers wanting to come to their district because that fifth day is off. It's a planning period or a professional development day or just a plain day off. Rural districts have to think outside the box in a way to bring in the staff and keep the staff, particularly when they're competing with a larger metropolitan area. Concerns with the budget, they can't be too committal with anything that they do because of the way state funding is done tax cuts, budget cuts, they hit education first and they hit rural school districts hard. So Dr. Stegel spoke frankly about their inability to commit to anything long-term or down the road because if it's a recurring cost, they don't know what next year's budget is gonna look like. These are issues that we need to take to our legislators and tell them 
that we need consistency in public funding. We need to put our money where our mouths are and not just say that education matters, show that it matters by fully funding school, the state funding formula and in, some, and in many cases consider changing the state funding formula for school districts that do struggle with specific pieces. Attendance is an issue in a lot of districts and they call, it costs districts tons of money across the state because of attendance being a driver for your funding. Maybe the state, just like school districts, needs to reconsider how it's allocating dollars to our school districts because school districts are stepping up to the plate. Superintendents like Dr. Stegel are stepping up to the plate and making the changes they need to make and yet we can't expect or we can't count on those same changes coming from our legislators in Jefferson City. It's time for us to hold our legislators accountable and say hey our kids matter because Missouri matters and our future matters. I'm Henry Martin and this has been Missouri Matters.